Hello. This is the podcast Englishman in Montreal with your host Daniel Mounter. If you're just joining, this is the beginning of a new series or season, if you like, of podcasts. Season one ended with 16 episodes, and the current season could run to far more, depending how comfortable it becomes to lift the lid on a very large subject. The main subject of this season is going to be discussing something that contributed hugely to my life experiences in a permanent way also. And this episode is an introductory episode simply to detail what will be discussed. And it may evolve as time goes on with suggestions from other people. So the subject will be, broadly speaking, the exclusive brethren system. In the series, I'm going to look at a number of pointers. As briefly as possible, who and what are the exclusive brethren? I need to make clear also that this series is about my experience, and it's uh, not intended as an up-to-date documentary or a sweeping generalization of who these people are. I want to look at how the Exclusive Brethren System, who I'll refer here and after as the EB system or the EB, how do they change and evolve to where they are currently. I want to dig into how I learned to relabel them and how to process make sense of and resolve my experiences with them. I want to refer also to the positive take-homes that I have from my time as a follower of this group of people. And finally, depending on how the series evolves, um, I'm going to be talking with significant others and family, friends of ex-EB followers. This may be of help as a tool to those who are in contact with or close to somebody who was once a follower of this group of people. So in the first episode, I want to briefly touch on the system and its origins. Then we will move on in a natural progression to who the people are who constitute it and what their typical roles are. Then, depending on the interest, uh, we'll dip into the way of life of the EB, their lifestyle, subcultures, and characteristics of these people and of their way of life. Provided there is enough interest, um, I may run through a calendar of their gatherings. What do they do with their time also? Some closer insights into the places where they meet and the nature of different gatherings. I want to also touch on, from my personal experience, this is anecdotal, it's not um, a generalization. My experience was atypical. I want to touch on their inconsistencies, um, the U-turns, that their leadership has made and their use of 
public relations and plausible deniability to justify some of the more serious things which go on in the in the group and finally I want to look at why I personally find it unacceptable to leave them totally alone and why the whole experience of growing up as an EB follower means that it's unacceptable for me to let it go, put it in my past or get over it as I've often been encouraged to do. I think the more accurate term would be to say to get through the experience and to take home the valuable positive lessons from it rather than to push it into the past and bury it. Sooner or later those things that are buried have a habit of resurfacing and if they've been badly processed I don't think they encourage forward development. So my main focus is going to be on how the positive lessons I learned among these people can be applied in everyday life and also how I found insight in outside resources once I heard technically cease to follow their system. So what comes to mind is people asking me to define what is the exclusive brethren system. So I came up with a fairly abbreviated definition. It's a uh, fundamentalist and loosely Christianity based system of control. They are self-described as a church, the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church, and by non-followers, regular people, they are often described as a sect or a cult. That is a highly subjective term, and I want to go into more detail later on why, strictly speaking, it's not accurate to refer to them as either, and why I've labelled them as a system. So the EB system was a 19th century offshoot of the Church of England, originally founded by an Irishman, John Nelson Darby. He uh, decided to break with the principles and uh, many of the traditions of the Church of England and to develop a group of people to study the scriptures free of any clergy, free of any appointed officials. And with that in mind, he began gatherings in and around his home in Ireland. The Brethren, or the EB, quickly became referred to as Plymouth Brethren because one of their most significant early gatherings was in the English city of Plymouth. And for several decades, they were referred to as Plymouth Brethren. Um, most recently, they've gone through a renaming supposed change of identity. Their change of identity has mostly been rebranding, and their use of PR has led them to create a name for themselves, the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church. 
this has a lot to do with the financial as well as the image subject and uh, has a lot to do with scrutiny by government charity commissions which have been set up to look into abuse by religious organizations. Uh, more on that in another broadcast though. Now why exclusive brethren? This is mostly due to their key difference from other offshoots of the Plymouth Brethren, the original gathering, and exclusive refers to the practice of extreme doctrine of separation, i.e. exclusion of those who don't follow their specific brand of separation from certain practices, from certain behaviors, and separating themselves from those who do not gather for mass with them every Sunday. They practice or at least espouse social and cultural separation from most of the outside world. There are significant overlaps in the area of business and formerly there was quite a large overlap in the area of mandatory education. In general, children of my generation were expected to attend regular schools, but this has evolved considerably in recent years, especially in the last 15 years or so. Despite many concessions and uh, to the modern world and relaxation of rules in some ways in recent years, partly due to a negative press, um, the evolution of this system has generally been increasing in severity, increasing in their application of the principle of separation, which was taken from a scripture referring to separate yourselves from evil, which is extended to the nth degree by one of their leaders, and taken out of context to the extreme where members of the same family could not sit down have a cup of tea together there will be more details on my personal experience of this later as I don't want to make a sweeping generalization but it's been the experience of the vast majority of those who left the system prior to 2002 at least so what uh, characterizes the EB system? It's a highly secretive system. People who consider themselves followers of this EB system are fiercely defensive of the way of life and also of the nature of the vast majority of their gatherings. In recent years, due to a bad press, that they have decided to be more open in the outward appearance and to arrange to allow virtually anybody from the community to attend a church gathering, as they call them, or a meeting. But it should be noted that these are generally well planned. Um, people cannot walk in off the street. People cannot bring video cameras, recorders, or active mobile phones 
into the gatherings to record them or diffuse them. I don't know in recent years if this has been applicable to all of their gatherings, but I know from the past that the secrecy is extended to um, actually ex ejecting people who are not followers who simply were curious to know what an ordinary gathering was like. So as I mentioned they're fiercely defensive of their way of life uh, including engaging public relations firms to improve the image to curate their website and to present only positive aspects of the whole system in public. Um, not only are they defensive of the image they project, but there has been a lot of litigation against those they consider to be denigrating or criticizing their way of life. And they play the card that they are being persecuted when in fact most of the attempts to expose are attempts to expose inconsistencies and U-turns in their system which have caused a great deal of tragedy, a great deal of distress in the past. Another characteristic of this group is that most if not all the followers are born into rather than choose to join the system. That includes myself, my siblings and my mother although my father was born into a slightly different epoch when at the age of 12 or later people opted into the system and decided to join. There is very little outside recruitment. Um, mostly they believe in evangelizing and attempting to re-recruit those who have left, those who've separated themselves from the group. Their general aspect is to reproduce rather than to recruit. And that means that most people are born without a choice into this system and on a debatable point they're denied access to the tools that will enable them to develop any form of independence from the system. The um, point I need to raise here is that I am no longer considering myself a follower of the EB system as all my ties have been effectively severed. In lay terms I've been excommunicated by the group and disowned and disinherited by my parents and my single sister who decided to remain in the group <coughs> along with her family. This is a difficult fact to process but it's an undeniable fact and uh, they would not dispute that although their definition for the motivation might be slightly different from my own. Um, the reason the EB system is often labeled as a sect or a cult 
is that they uh, they resemble many characteristics of this. They have their own culture, their own very specific way of life. The whole group is highly systematized um, with many unofficial but very distinct roles. They enter into every single aspect of the lives of followers and their families. There is very little room for individuality, for expression, and critical thinking and imagination are mostly not tolerated, or if they are, they're channeled into practical usage for the benefit of the group rather than for the advancement of any individual. They follow one leader despite their protestations and his directives and ministrations are very closely followed to the point where he is virtually idolized. The new leaders are selected mostly on a base of inheritance rather than elected as the EB system has no elected clergy. There are no officially appointed roles chosen by a democratic or voting process at all. So they have um, not only a very strict way of governance, but they have considerably severed themselves from the outside world, which is what leads a lot of people to mislabel them as a sect or a cult. I wouldn't apply either of those names to this collection of people, mostly because it goes far beyond uh, just simply a, a gathering of like-minded individuals and it's uh, it's become whether by choice or by design I don't know it's become quite a system which has led me to relabel them as a system per se and not as a church not even a group in fact and I'll come to that in more detail in a, in a further episode finally on this episode I want to make it clear that this um, this series is not a crusade or a persecution. It's not a vindictive stab at these people or at this system, which has partially evolved outside of people's control. But it's an attempt to answer normal people's questions about my origins and roots. And as the system played such a huge part in my development, in my growing up, through no choice of my own, I decided it was important to give some time over to answering those questions. So for those who have stuck with me so far, I thank you very much. And I hope that feedback from yourselves will be used to, um, to increase detail or to cut detail from future episodes. This is partially a cathartic process but I also want to hear from those who are able to listen to it. In the next episode I'm going to move on to who the people are that constitute the EB system, why I refer to them as followers and 
what kind of roles people play within the system. It needs to be stated at this time though that I am basing this on the group which I left more than 11 years ago and any information that's contained in it is based on that experience and on reliable testimony from people who've left in the interim as well. So I look forward to seeing you throughout this series. Please let me know any improvements or any feedback, positive or negative, as long as it's constructive, and I'll be glad to incorporate it in future episodes. So this has been Daniel Mounter, the Englishman in Montreal. Thank you.